Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. And I am thrilled to have my friends and advocate champions. First of all, former First Lady of Minnesota and NOFAS board member, Susan Shepard Carlson, and my fellow mama advocate bear champion, Jennifer Wisdahl, who is also with NOFAS. Jennifer and Susan, this is an exciting time because we have the FASD Respect Act. We have legislation numbers. We have, we are like halfway there. This is going to be like the most hyped up introduction I've ever done, but I am so excited to talk to you both today. We are going to have a virtual pep rally now about this legislation and get everybody who's listening on board and to help us. So Susan and Jennifer, welcome back to FASD Hope. Well, Thank you, Natalie. It's just a delight. I know when I first talked to you way back in, I think it was March, it seemed like it was gonna, it was down the pike when we would actually have bill numbers and introduction and we were talking about legislation and uh, it's happening and it's so exciting. Uh, and, I, and we can feel it, we can sense it. Uh, through the social media, uh, Jen has given, well, I'll let her not steal her thunder, but she's been uh, remarkable in providing the tools that, that we can use. And I just wanna say, one, the quote that you asked, you asked me about a quote last, the first time I went on with you, and I picked one from Helen Keller, and she's got a lot of great quotes. But the one that I picked was, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. And oh my God, that just uh, says it all right now. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Susan. And Jen, let's talk about this because it's a building. It's a house. We have foundation. Susan and I spoke early, early spring. And then when we had our update not too long ago, this is really taking shape and let's just talk about how far we've come, even just since our last update, which was not too long ago. Well, I've got my pom-poms for this pep rally. Um, (laughs) I usually am a little bit perky, but really, yeah, we have come a phenomenally long way in such a short amount of time. Uh, It is absolutely incredible. The amount of people who have just taken charge of this in their own states and have really been running with it. Like it's amazing how many states in a day I'm talking to. And I I love that. I think having the website and the Facebook page, uh, FASD Respect Act Champions, uh, the group under our our NoFast Facebook has really been helpful for connecting people. And 
I was talking to somebody today about uh, the act and how they had gotten connected with some other advocates in their state and they were now building relationships and uh, counting on each other for support just through advocacy on this bill. And oh my goodness, we're going to get this bill passed. But if the only thing that came out of this is that people are building connections and feeling more supported and feeling like they have a community, hey, job well done. Like we've got this, but we are going to get this passed. And I think that, you know, we've got bill numbers now. So the, the bill has been refined. I mean, we really, uh, with input from a lot of different people and Susan's guidance, this is a solid bill and a really good plan for where we're going to go forward. And it, it's been introduced now in the House and the Senate, Senate Bill 2238, House Bill for House Resolution 4151, um, introduced bipartisan, and I'm going to say this word wrong, so I'm not going to say it, and Susan, you can correct <laughs> me on it, but uh, in both houses, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, uh, in the Senate and the House, it's by Merck, I can't. By Cameron. Bye, Cameron. Thank you. Bye, Cameron. This is where I need my civics lesson and, and my mentor and, and guide Susan to, to support me. But we, we have it introduced. We have uh, senators and representatives now co-sponsoring where in the past they hadn't co-sponsored before. So we've got some, some new people really taking an interest in it. Um, since our, um, our advocacy call, our, our monthly forum that we have on the last Wednesday of the month uh, at NOFAS, uh, where we update on policy, uh, we've had now uh, meetings set with multiple senators and multiple reps just since that meeting on Wednesday. So this is how fired up and charged up our community is. And if, if we can keep this momentum going, we will absolutely positively get this past the finish line. This is so amazing. It's so amazing to hear this. And Jen, before I, I go back to you, I want to talk to Susan. Susan, let's talk about how much improved the bill is now compared to when we were talking in March and, and, and before, because that came up during Wednesday's meeting that there are improvements there. This bill is better than any other bill that we had even thought about before. Let's just briefly tell our listeners some of the improvements that this bill makes it like just so much more powerful. Okay, so now I'm really a policy wonk and systems person, but I think this act screams for policy and systems change. And I know that might get boring to some of the listeners, but I've, for the past 20, almost 25 years, I've heard from parents and families that the systems don't uh, understand their, their children, their youth. And so what this does is it provides funding and some of the biggest uh, amounts of funding are going to states to begin to look at their systems and how FASD fits into those existing systems of care. Uh, in the child protection arena, in the education system, and uh, health systems. And so screening and training and uh, all those things that are not existing now, states will develop a plan and will have funding to do that. And it's under the lens of all prenatal substance exposure. And I, we've gotten a little bit of pushback from FASD advocates because it says, well, FASD has never been really at the table. 
And through our, my work on the Hill, there's been a lot of, as you know, uh, funding for uh, neonatal abstinence syndrome. And so when you would talk to staff in Congress, that's what they would talk, talk to uh, you about. And we would say, but FASD. And so we're looking at it uh, in a holistic manner. Um, so that I think you'll see prenatal substance exposure throughout the bill. And there's gonna be funding uh, for states, every state to have an FASD state coordinator. And that became very clear in all of our meetings around the country that uh, you, can, um, you can give states funding, but if you don't give them funding to provide that administrative support for change, it's not gonna happen. It's just not going to happen. So every state can have an FASD state coordinator. We changed the sections on education and judiciary uh, or the justice system to really look at how we screen and, and uh, train those in our teachers and judges and probation officers. So those two sections were improved. I'm trying to think, Jen, as we've gone through this, um, we had a lot of input on the tribal systems and the tribal systems. You're yes. absolutely right. Yes. And Alaska had a lot of input on that. And so they, in that they have their own, they can have their, they can work with the States or they can do their own systems of care or they can collaborate. So it's a very good bill. Um, all, you know, Senator uh, Klobuchar and Murkowski, very, very happy with the bill as well as uh, Representative McCollum and Young. Uh, they're gonna be great authors. They're great supporters of this legislation. And I must say, we've had a lot of success uh, since we started this with, with the meetings. Uh, I, and jo Jen could probably give you a better update of how many we've actually met with that are from the policy and appropriations committees. But I think it's at least over half. Um, and we've met with the uh, staff of the chairs of the committees. Uh, Representative McCollum is a, is a, has been in Congress for a long time. Therefore, she's a leader. As we know, uh, Senator Klobuchar is the leader. She's chairman of the Rules Committee. So we've got good leadership. There's a lot of, um, I think, a lot of support uh, amongst the leadership. And But we need, and, and Jen and I'll talk about that, it, we can have all of that, but if we don't have our boots on the ground, we need people to be out, go to town hall meetings, call up their, their congressional offices, uh, email, write, and we can talk a little more about, about how they do that. But we definitely need everybody out there and they can make a difference. That's the point. They can really make a difference. So this is this episode is really not only is it breaking news with this legislation update, but this is the pep rally. This is again, this is where we are saying Susan and Jen are saying, OK, everybody, you wanted this legislation. We're passing the baton to you. Now it's your turn as parent advocates, as advocates in the education community, as advocates in the justice system, social workers. This legislation needs to be passed. It's like at the starting gate. We just need the push from the heart of the community. The heart is the parents. The heart is the teachers, the loved ones, the spouses, the partners, anybody who has that lived experience. 
now this is your time to shine and help us get this bill passed. So Jen, since you and I both have that mama bear lived experience, let's just talk about why it's so important for community, you know, the people in the FAST community, especially parents, caregivers, loved ones. Why is it so important for them to get on board now and do the work that we need them to do? Well, Susan made up, brought up a really great point that we have leadership on board for this, but the leadership can't do anything about it unless we have critical mass from the senators and the representatives. We need as many as possible signed on as co-sponsors of this bill and supporting this bill. Otherwise, even though we have leadership support, it's not going to go anywhere. So we've kind of done the, the groundwork of getting the leadership base on board. Now, like you said, it's passing the baton. And these senators and representatives, they don't want to hear from Susan and and, and myself. They want to hear from the people who vote for them, the people who live and work in their communities. And so, yeah, it's a bonus that you have us on the calls. But (laughs) at the end of the day, the, the parents, the constituents, the individuals with lived experience, the individuals with FASD themselves are the ones that are going to make the difference and change the mind uh, or, or persuade the senator or the representative to take up the cause and become a co-sponsor. So this is something that absolutely positively cannot happen unless we, the collective we as parents, caregivers, individuals with FASD, loved ones, speak up and and do something about it. And to that end, we've really tried to make, uh, put out some resources to help people do that because this is not something you do in your everyday life. (laughs) So we do have resources out there that that can help do that. This is the part of the episode now uh, where we're going to shift into how we can pass that baton. But before we do that, Susan, I'd like to ask you, and, and Jen had this amazing graphic on Wednesday. I'd like to ask you, now we're at this juncture where there's a recess happening, the summer recess. Can we explain to our listeners just legally what happened, what is happening now and why this is such a critical time for parents and and caregivers and loved ones to act now because of what's going to happen hopefully down the road? Thank you for asking that because that that's so key. Uh, Right now, the members of Congress are off for until the 9th of July, and then they're going to be back in Washington at the uh, working. And then they, then they take August recess. At least that's what's planned right now. Uh, I've heard rumblings. Maybe the Senate might not take as long a recess, but so this is the time right now that you can start scheduling those meetings uh, and getting, you know, getting their attention because they're in their, you know, they're in their offices at, you know, you can get them scheduled. And so you can start meeting before they go off on the August recess, August recess comes, they're going to be back in the districts and that will be an excellent time. You can find out when they're going to be in the districts and go. And I just saw on Facebook today and Jen can talk about it. They've already made, there's already t-shirts out there that, uh, advocates can wear to these meetings, and uh, we're gonna we're looking at seeing how we can you know make those widely available. But those town hall meetings are really important. I don't know if you recall, but back in 2016, 
there was a group that formed called Indivisible, and they were the ones that organized people to go to the town hall meetings on the Affordable Care Act. And so this, and it works, this works, because that's, uh, Jen's so right, they listen to people in their district, and if they, they get you know, one call, that's good. They get two calls, that's even better. The more they get. So, you know, you've got people, you know, your friends, anybody that you know that live in your district, you know, they need to, uh, con- you know, also contact. And the more, the merrier. And the reason why this also is so important is because, Susan, the next step in September, can you just quickly address what happens after this summer recess, why we need to act now? That's, yeah, that's a good point. Because after uh, the August recess, they'll be coming back and there will be uh, committee hearings. And we've heard that Senator Murray, which is the chair of the health committee, is going to have hearings on substance abuse issues. So this, we've heard this, there's a good possibility that the bill could be heard in the Senate. We're not sure about the House. Uh, we're going to be working both both sides, uh, and we're and we're we're also going to be doing uh, staff briefings sometime between now and September. So staff will also get uh, information about the bill, and we'll bring in our experts to talk about you know the issue. So between now and September, the more we can get co-sponsors on the bills, the more likely the bill is going to be heard. Uh, the more likely it's going to be passed, and so. That's why I know that it's summer and we're all out trying to enjoy that. But it, Jen has, and she'll talk about it. Jen has made it out so easy for people to, to, uh, to advocate. So between now and September, before we kick things off, uh, September 9th. September's go time. So now this is our go time as advocates, July and August. And now, Jen, you're going to tell us how we can take that baton and how we can make this happen. Thank you. This is my favorite thing to talk about right now. (laughs) So um, you start by going to the NoFast Policy Center, uh, www.nofastpolicycenter.org. And right up top, it uh, gives you the FASD Respect Act. When you click on that, it gives you options. Uh, You can advocate as an individual and you can advocate as an organization. And then it also has a little tab for staffers um, that we don't really pay much attention to, but that's really for the, the staff people in the legislator's office. If you click on individual, it lays out for you exactly what you need to do in your state. It gives you a a map of the US, you click on your state and up pops, oh, there's your two senators and your one representative. So basic gen civics lesson, here we go. In your state, you have two senators that represent the entire state. You want to contact both of them and ask both of them to co-sponsor Senate Bill 2238. Additionally, you have a representative that is based on where you live. So you'll want to put in your address. There's a little place to have that uh, put in on the website and it will tell you what district you're in and which representative in your state represents you. So you have two senators and one representative that you need to contact. 
unless you have connections to other ones, in which case, let me know. I'd love to know about that. <laughs> but uh, we give you exactly where you need to go to connect with them, uh, links to their websites where you can connect, connect with them. And then if you're stuck for what to say, we give you a little blurb on what to even what you can say to them to try and get a meeting so that we can convince them yes, you need to co-sponsor this act. Now, if you get a meeting, there's a direct link to my email phone number. There's a bazillion and one ways to get a hold of me. We'll set up a practice call with you so that you know exactly what to say in that meeting and, and, and what's going to happen. And then we'll also make arrangements for members of the policy team to be available with you on that meeting, on that call to support you in it. So it's a real coordinated effort. Now, let's say that... Um, you say, oh, Jen, that's great. I, I can totally do this, but uh, that's not enough. I want to do more. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, also on the website is our 90 Days and 90 Ways campaign. So if you sign up for that, every morning in your mailbox, you will get a very small, easily accomplishable task that will uh, just be one little activity that you can do to help push the bill forward. Uh, so it's another great way of advocating for this act. So lots of resources available there uh, just to support you in your advocacy. And if that's not enough, my phone number is 202-601-2530. I want you to call me reach out. You don't need an appointment to call me. Just call me and we'll talk through how you can best advocate in your state. Uh, if you don't think that you can do it the way we've laid it out, uh, if you're comfortable with that, if you need more support, hey, awesome. That's what I'm here for. I want to support you and I want you to be able to have your voice heard. Fantastic. And, Natalie, and then I just want to say, you know, a lot of uh, parents may be nervous about these meetings don't you know they think they don't know anything about the respect act uh really jen does such a great job uh with with the practice calls and you, they don't have to know everything in the respect act we will provide at the policy team and jen will provide that uh information so and the linkage between their stories and, and the act and so it's I don't know, Jen, how many meetings we've had, but everyone, uh, I've learned something and it's in a lot of times, you know, there's tears, which are, you, we, we allow tears. I mean, it, and it, it's, uh, it's very effective. Um, and, and we don't, we can't control that. And, but we, I just want to thank all the ones that have gone before uh, and done this because it's, it is making a difference. I think that's such a good point, Susan, really, that the lived experience of families and individuals with FASD is so insanely powerful on these calls. That is, we, we hit them with the heart and you cannot say no to a family that's struggling. You cannot say no to an individual who's really you know, not had resources to support them. And that's why it's so important to raise our voices. And yeah, you can feel like, like for me, when I started out doing this, I was just a mom, right? I was just a mom with, with kids with FASD. I hadn't done this before either. And 
there is so much power in our lived experience that we should not discount that. We can make the change here. This is this is really our time and on us to do it. And for anyone who's feeling powerless or, or like you couldn't make a difference or your voice really wouldn't be heard or uh, you're nervous, um, really, I encourage you to raise your voice because you have no idea how powerful it is. Absolutely. I can also say that um, as a parent and Jen, you know, as, as a parent of children that have an FASD, this is a very lonely and exhausting journey. However, this juncture right now is like hope fireworks. It really is. It's, it's, you're, you're in this dark tunnel, but you're seeing these fireworks go off that you'd never even dream would happen, you know, and we're airing this, you know, shortly after the 4th of July. So this is so fitting that we are just at this juncture of where, okay, all of this work for so many years and, and, you know, Susan's tireless champion advocacy and everybody else who's, who's powering for the FASD community to get services, to get funding, to get, just get what the community needs. You're a parent or a caregiver or a loved one, and you're on this dark and lonely road and you're almost there and you can start to see it. So this is where, again, we're just asking you, we know you're doing so much for your family and your loved ones. This is something that would not only benefit you and your family and your loved ones in your community, but the national community of, of so many families, caregivers, people who have FASD, this is something that will be so beneficial and it will just be the beginning too, because this is something that has not been done before. And the fact that we have numbers and the fact that we have co-sponsors and the fact that this is, you know, September looking like this is going to be getting in there, this is the time. So if you're hearing my voice, I'm just asking you as, as a fellow parent or a fellow caregiver, loved one, spouse, even self-advocate, please reach out to your senators and your representative and tell them why we need this bill to pass. And I'm going to hop off my soapbox now <laughs> and get this back into a pep rally. So Susan, before we end, let's just recap what is happening. We are halfway through. We need people's help. What words of support and hope can you provide to our listeners to get them going and, and taking that baton and saying, I can do this, I'm going to help? Well, I just want to say that in my over 20 plus years, we've never been at this point before. And the name of this bill I need to give credit to Jen, but it was ingenious because it does speak to, I think, what uh, families, individuals with FASD have felt so long, the lack of respect by our systems. And so that they don't need to know what's in the bill. I mean, and the FASD respect is actually, it's called that in the bill. If you read the bill, it does say FASD respect to act. And so now is it, it, we've never had this opportunity uh, for those in the field to make a difference. 
Uh, and as we said earlier, it's going to be on a track, uh, you know, going from now until sometime this fall before we have hearings. And we'll keep everybody up to date with our monthly webinars. But I just want people to know that they do, they do have a voice. And one of the things that was, you know, that was in, that wasn't in the bill, uh, there was a definition, but then we were very intentional uh, about the definition. And I just wanted to um, read that definition because we talked, it means FASD means diagnosable developmental disabilities. That's gonna be in the US code. And so I think that's really important because when we start to look down the road at other eligibility categories, such as IDEA, this is in the code, it's a developmental disability. So if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, remember that. So I just thank you, Natalie, for everything you're doing with this. And I look forward to having as you know, having all of Congress as co-authors on the bill. I love that. I love that. And that is so significant, Susan. I'm so glad you're bringing that because by having FASD recognized as a diagnosable developmental disability, that opens so many doors for our community. So I'm so thrilled that you're saying that because again, fireworks, this is huge people. We, we just hope that you're listening. So thank you, Susan, for your tireless, tireless champion advocacy. We are so blessed to have you on our team. All right, Mama Jen, we're going to end with you, my friend, my, my fierce advocate mom friend. What words of hope and inspiration can you give people out there to say, I want to help get this passed? This is our time. For any parent that has ever sat back after an IEP meeting with their head in their hands, for any parent that has ever been shunned on the playground or kid that struggled with their social circle, this is our time. This is the time where FASD is going to be heard, recognized, and respected. And we cannot do it alone. This image of the fireworks, I'm picturing this map of the U.S. And I'm seeing fireworks go off in Kansas from this group of parents that got together and is now making T-shirts to go to their senator's town hall. I'm seeing fireworks go off down in California where they're working on state legislation and they're working on a collaborative group in addition to working on the RESPECT Act. I'm seeing fireworks out in Virginia where parents are getting together. I'm seeing fireworks everywhere across this country and we need it because this is our time. So we need you and we're here to support you and we're here to be with you, but let's get this done. I love it. Jen, one more time, please plug how people can get in touch and give those links. We will put them in our program notes, but I just want people to have one more chance to to listen and, and find out how they can connect and start the ball rolling. Okay, Uh, you want to go to the NoFast policy website, which is a little different than the NoFast site, Um, still connected, but it's www.nofastpolicycenter.org. Or if you get stuck, please 
call me. My number is 202-601-2530. You can email me at wisdall, W-I-S as in Sam, D-A-H-L, at nofast.org. I want to help you. I want to help you raise your voice because again, this is our time. I love that. And on that note, with those fireworks, we're going to end today's episode. Susan Shepard Carlson and Jen Wisdall, thank you so much for coming back and giving us this breaking news update. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you. (laughs) And again, thank you, everybody. Now is the time. We're passing the baton to you. Let's get to work and let's get it done. Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week. And remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.